Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Flying Solo Podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish. Hello and thanks for joining us for another Flying Solo podcast, the show for those going alone in business. My name is Robert Gerrish and this episode is part of a special Success Essential series brought to you by the New South Wales Government's Business Connect program. In this five-part series, followed by a community webinar, our expert guests bring you essential strategies, tools and ideas to start or grow your business. And if your business is in New South Wales, Business Connect gives you access to personalised business advisory services, skills training and business events. And your first four hours of one-to-one business advice are totally free. To find out more, just Google Business Connect NSW or visit industry.nsw.gov.au forward slash business connect. Now, I'm really pleased to be talking with Matt Beachy. Hi, Matt. Hi, how are you? I'm very good. Look, it's good to have you here. Now, look, many listeners I know will know you as being the guy who brought us Startup Daily. But what people possibly don't know or have forgotten is that before that, you were peddling the name Shoestring Startups. (laughs) And uh, you were indeed marketing on a very tight budget. Um, so what I zero thought budget. That's zero how tight budget. it was. <laughs> well, that's what that's where we're going today. So we're looking at marketing on a shoestring. So what I'd like to do is let's find out kind of what worked, um, maybe what didn't work, what you do today if you're doing it all over again with no money, and uh, and then we might lob in a sort of scenario of a business and uh, let's just have some fun with it. So cool. let's cast your mind back to uh, shoestring startups. Firstly, how long ago are we talking? That, this, this is 2011, so it's about six years ago. Oh, it's a different world then. It's though, a different it? world then. <laughs> <laughs> so what were some of the things that you got up to with zero budget marketing? Well, I mean, to, to give people a sense of what, what that time was like, it, I, I hadn't even done a website yet. We were, um, and you were the first person to actually interview me. Do you Is remember that, that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, we had yeah. a cup of coffee. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And I re- re- was looking at that video the other day, and I had <laughs> copious amounts of chest hair coming out of my unbuttoned shirt. I was I like, what I was I thinking? <laughs> um, and I presented uh, Shoestring Starts, which was a magazine. It was, yeah, a, it was an right. A5 size um, yep. physical magazine. Mm. And uh, I was like, okay, I've done this magazine. How do I actually like get it out to the wider ether to get people reading it? Yes. And I was like, I need some kind of distribution because mm. the first couple of issues was distributed by me going around to coffee shops. Really? Well, on <laughs> foot? On, uh, no, no, I had a car back then. Oh, you then. had a car? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and okay. uh, 
I would uh, pull up and be like, oh, can I have put some copies in here and everything oh, like that? Because okay. I, I was distributing it for free. Sure. Um, and, and how did that go? Um, I mean, was that, that, was that it was well okay. received? Yeah, like people yeah, okay. were just like, oh, they didn't make them pay for it or anything like no. that. I was just trying to get like like the, yeah, the brand or whatever out right. there and get people reading it. And then um, I, for the third issue, interviewed um, Debella Coffee, so Philip Debella. Oh. Um, and I was talking to him about... Um, how I was distributing it and that kind of thing. He's like, so oh, the struggles got... of distribution. Yeah, yeah, and he was like, um, I've got 800 cafes. How about you just send them all to me and I'll get like uh, our delivery people to just like really? pop in the, the magazines as like a bonus with all their coffee orders and that type of thing. So they've so got it in all their cafes. Let me just get that clear. So this was not you choosing to interview him with that as your ulterior motive. This was serendipity. This yeah, is it was completely serendipitous. So it was there. I had a coffee with him. I um, interviewed him. I said I was going to put him on the cover of the next issue. And obviously he liked that yeah. and, <laughs> and decided to but, be a distributor. But, you know, that... That's a, isn't that a great idea now? Mm. We might, uh, in a little while, we might translate that further. But to choose somebody mm. who uh, clearly wants to be exposed and is happy to you know, help you, in this case, really help you with yeah. distribution. So is that what happened then? His, so his yeah. coffee delivery vans had your magazines in it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, I would uh, get them printed. They would be sent to wherever I had to send them to. I, it wasn't directly to him. It was to whoever was in place. yeah okay. his distribution place. And then they would drop them around. And then I started um, going to events like um, the Unconvention and that oh, type yeah. of thing. Yeah, and yeah. I started partnering with those guys and... Um, and saying, hey, wouldn't it be great to have like this magazine on every seat when people arrive at your mm. event and stuff like that? So then it slowly kind of became more event-focused mm. because it was like a very targeted audience. You were audience. funding all this. They weren't buying the Oh, magazine. this was just a hobby at this stage, yeah, Robert. Okay. Like yeah, I okay. was like working full-time and just spending a lot on distributing magazines. Yeah. Um, and printing them. Yeah, and printing the magazines, yeah. um, which, I mean, I was in a fortunate position where I... Um, like had quite a bit of disposable income, which I probably should have saved now. Like yeah. I think about it. In that, Don't go there. <laughs> in the back thing, but um, it kind of got me into the crowd that I needed to be within um, to eventually be able to leave my full-time job and actually commercialize what I was doing. Um, yeah, okay. Because we have to remember back in 2011 when this was. Startups was not a word that was used in no, Australia. Um, VC was like next to no existent. There was no start mate. There was no Blackbird VC. No. There was no startup hub no. up, um, you know, on York, York Street. Street. <laughs> uh, so th this was like the infancy of uh, of the the startup uh, world. And, and just let me stop you there. For a Do you looking back was that beneficial? The fact that you were a trailblazer was that like would you if you would you do the same thing now? Would you start now? No. No, okay. I wouldn't start now because... Not in the same way anyway. No, not in the same way. I wouldn't start now because I think that it was... I was very fortunate that I started it at the time that I started it mm. because 
I didn't know this at the time, but it was just a serendipitous thing that yeah. I was on the very early stages of what would become the innovation wave within Australia. Yeah, okay. And so you were writing it, but you're actually saying you had no idea. You yeah, were. I, I had no idea that what I was writing about was going to become a national innovation and science agenda and all of that type of thing. Right. Like this was very much me just being very interested in like what was happening overseas, what some corporates and that were doing, um, the idea of accelerator programs which hadn't started. I mean, no. I started the the publication around the same time that Startmate launched. And yep. so I I wasn't even I remember actually sitting down with Nikki Skavak, who's the, the founder of Blackbird Ventures, and presenting <laughs> to him what um startup shoestring was going to be right. terrible names so yeah. terrible um and him just like looking at me and i still remember the look that he gave me i was like what the hell is this person <laughs> on about he has no idea about startups blah blah, blah. but i learned he's laughing now <laughs> yeah so um and then you know well, get on with nikki great now but yeah. uh it's it's interesting to me that it's like sometimes timing is yes. everything and yeah. and we really even though you don't realize yeah, it at the time and that's how we grew we grew yeah. by the the scene growing because people were searching for this kind of content and yeah. we just happened to be the closest thing to it and yeah. and uh you know over the course of the last six years have really perfected like mm. what the definition of startup is yes. and all of that so type have you, of thing. So have you now, you know, kind of six years on, have you sort of retrofitted this strategy now? Is that, is that, is it yeah. Like you're very, being very open and honest and saying, well, actually, no, I didn't know I was on the crest of wave and I didn't realize this was happening. But there must, are you ever tempted to go, oh, yes, I really did know, you know? And, no, no, I, I, I no, like to, to I like to be it. like completely ballsy and honest yeah. about that kind of stuff. I think around the time of 2014, is when um, we really were like, okay, like we There's now, going on here. yeah, well, we we kind of um, were getting invited to be at round tables with City of Sydney, yeah, the yeah. New South Wales government, yep. um, federal government, yep. ATO, all of those types of things. And um, that was because they saw us as a mechanism to be able to like get the word out of what was going on, get the news out and everything like that. Yeah. And that's when we really started to take what we were doing very seriously, putting a strategy in place around, all right, what kind of publication are we going to be? Yes. Who, are um, who are we going <clears throat> to be talking to? Mm. And that's when we became very focused on tech startups. Until then, we had written about people that were starting businesses. Anything, yeah. um, and then we became, and we're like, no, we are all about this tech and uh, tech startup space. It's all about innovation. It's all about, um, you know, AI and blockchain and all of that, that yep. type of thing. And really, really stuck to that, became very niche. And that's when, that's when I say that we kind of really gained a lot of uh, respect in the yes, industry yes. as well because we started calling people out in the scene that perhaps weren't doing the best job and that yeah. type of thing yeah. and became very <clears throat> news focused yeah, yeah and uh, and not uh, and not um, kind of like listicle like 10 people in the yeah, scene blah blah yeah. blah like we it's were interesting very... isn't it because when you look at um, you know I'll move us on back onto marketing focus again in mm. a sec but when you look at you know, startups, uh, when they're a little way into their journey, you do realize that, you know, as someone who's done it yourself, you realize that everything you've done, someone somewhere has been watching that. 
Yes. You know, and and it can and it's so essential. It's so good. Everything you did, you might have done some some things in in an unusual manner, but you never did anything in a you know a, an underhand manner or an odd. You know, you did it all with integrity, and mm. even you might not have known where it's going, but everything you've done, you've done well. Because I, I I always think with some businesses, and you see, you know, we both see it. I'm sure businesses that are doing things, you think. Mm, that's that's not nice. That's not a good idea. Mm. And it does come back to bite you. But anyway, let, let's. So we're talking about doing things, marketing on a shoestring. Mm -hmm. And I know you've you've mentioned now that clearly your focus is 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 very much the, the tech industry. But with your permission, I'm going to take us somewhere else. Yeah, go. All right, go right ahead. So I'll always what, follow you, right? <laughs> <laughs> what I'd like to do. So bearing in mind, just you know, who we've got listening, members of of our community and the broader audience all sorts of business. Let's imagine, let's take a, an industry that uh, you know, we know from the Flying Solo Forums is a popular one, uh, an online fashion business, right? Let's just imagine for a moment that we'll both put ourselves there. Mm -hmm. Clearly, we're fashionistas. Yeah. It doesn't come across in a podcast, but you know, clearly we are. Yeah. Um, There's GQ. They yeah. need to be putting us on the cover. Are you, are you going to the cover of GQ? No, I'm not going oh, to the cover okay. of GQ. Damn. Oh, they put us on. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll make that happen. So let's imagine we're a new online fashion business. Let's say we're selling fashion accessories. Maybe our accessories are being sourced from overseas. Mm -hmm. You know, again, not an unusual model that we see around. This business being run from a home-based, let's say it's run by you know, an excited, passion-fueled startup, maybe somebody who's juggling business alongside, mm -hmm. bringing up a couple of children, school-aged children. So not a huge number of hours, but we want to kind of get this business going. And we're like Matt Beachy was in 2000, and we haven't got much money. Mm -hmm. Where do we start? Oh, look, <laughs> I really think that one of the the most underutilized um, things that Australians make mistakes around when it comes to marketing, actually, is they don't utilize partnerships and and uh, and connections in mm. the way that they, they should, um, because there are lots of kind of meetups and everything like that where, you know, sometimes it just takes getting in a room for an hour or something like that with a couple of people to actually give you that self-motivation and kind of like burn that fire and that in your belly, especially if mm. you've got kids and that type of yeah. thing. From a fashion perspective, um, and uh, I actually did a little bit of work last year with um, Australia Post around, oh. um, you know, people that have online fashion businesses and that. Mm. Look at Etsy, look at eBay, you know, mm. you can start and sell mm. quite well on those yes. platforms yes. without having to, you don't need to have, um, you know, your own website and that to start out yep. with. Yep. Um, you can actually use those platforms. I mean, eBay Australia has 11 million people that visit it every single month. Mm. That's 11 million potential customers. That's that a big you, shop. Yeah. So if you had a place on the high street, that many people walking past. Yeah, exactly. And mm. so, I mean, if you look at um, there, there's a club called the eBay Million um, Millionaire Club, right? Mm. And so these are millionaire sellers on eBay. Mm. One of them, if you look at their actual website, it's called Boots for All. All right. It's 
looks like it's been done in the early stages of the internet. It's oh, like kind of DOS-based looking oh, and everything okay. like that. Wow. He sells between, I think it's around a million to two million dollars in shoes every single year Gosh. just on eBay yeah. on of his boots and that, yeah. that he makes. Yeah. Um, Etsy is another one, especially if you're a maker. So mm. if you're making jewellery or, yeah. you know, the kind of got that kind of artisan feel and that yes, about totally. it. I mean, they've got like a couple of million people that come to their Australian yeah. store as well. And actually, I've noticed on there, just picking up on that, a uh, great point. So what you're saying is, as a starting point, make use of platforms that exist. Yes. Don't be frightened of them. No. Um, they've spent a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of years getting, in that instance, you say 11 million Australians to yeah. visit it. That's a lot of foot traffic yeah. if it was a bricks and mortar I mean, their, their whole goal is to support small yes. businesses. Yeah. Their, their platforms don't exist mm. without small operators mm. using them mm. to reach a, a wide audience. Yeah. And you can get a lot of data from yes, that as well. So that the data that you, you can you can do like test posts and everything on there to see how many people are actually looking for pink dresses that are made of satin or whatever it is mm. that you're selling. And you can kind of like get that data for free. Yeah, so absolutely. why not use them? The other ones are like Facebook and Instagram. They're, yeah. They've got, again, huge kind of um, uh, audiences, as we know. I mean, Facebook has mm. got like one of the largest audience in the world. Yep. Um, and you can now like set up your shops and everything on there. I think there's like, they've just recently released like the new create, am I going to create a page? Am I going to create a shop? Am I going to create this mm. on those platforms? Yeah. And uh, you can get out to to your audience. Mm. I mean, um, when I was speaking to the to the CEO of Instagram, um, I think it was the year before last when she came out for a visit. Um, one of their biggest success stories is a B and B in rural New South Wales that they don't have anything but their Instagram account. They do all their bookings and everything through Instagram. So I really? mean, you That's don't incredible. Uh, like the days of needing a website is nice and sure. everything like that. And obviously, like once you're making some money on those platforms, you can, um, you know, have your own kind yep. of hub and everything like that. But I I really think like this uh, the the technical term is omni-channel marketing. Yeah. Omni-channel marketing is quite often, it does not cost you a cent no. because they need your membership. Yeah, and look, I think that's a great point. And I, I think, the, the, I guess the thing as well, as you say, not only um, can you get the sort of uh, the background, the intelligence, if you like, through the platform, but also you get to you get to start dealing with customers, don't you? They ask you see what questions they're asking, yeah. what what the price you know price points are, and all of those kind of things. Is do you find though? Because I certainly have witnessed this a few times where you you talk to a business owner who's setting up. Let's and again, we use an example here of something that's that's kind of retaily. Then they think, oh, no, no, Facebook, uh, eBay, you know, I'm way above all that. I'm way. What do you say to those people? I say they're idiots because they, <laughs> uh, there's 11 million. Are you going to get 11 million people to your website when you first launch? I don't think so because right. they've got the SEO and everything like that advantage way and above you. So yeah. someone's Googling, I want to find a, um, a crocheted blue scarf, then the thing is the eBay um, listings are going to come up first. Yeah, so, yeah. and eBay spend millions and millions of dollars making sure that their customers on their platform come up first. So, yeah. get on board. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I remember being at a, uh, an event not so long ago and there was a, uh, a woman in the audience who sold very expensive, um, what was it, uh, sort of door furniture, mm. you know, really expensive stuff from Europe. 
and was thinking of setting up. And I was talking to her about eBay, and she came up with that. No, no, no I'm not going to do that. You know, eBay's full of secondhand stuff. And I said, When's the last time you looked at eBay? Yeah. You know, and I pulled my phone out. I David said, okay, Jones is on eBay. Yeah. Let's imagine I want to buy a brand new Rolex watch. Think I can do that on eBay? She said, no, no, no. Bosh, brand new Rolex watch, fifteen and a half thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, hello. There's. Every, most of it's new stuff now. Actually, I, think I think that, like, when you think about eBay, and, and it is a reputational thing, and I know that eBay, like, have worked very, very hard on it. Um, it's because, um, I mean, remember, uh, I can't remember what he is, but he's kind of like a satirical song person, and he, he wrote a song about eBay and that kind of thing, which right. kind of was all about, like, everybody sells their secondhand crap on eBay, yeah. right? But... Um, but if you really look at it now, every single major retailer in this country, we're talking David Jones, we're talking Myers, we're mm. talking Kogan. Kogan started out on eBay. People forget that. People mm. forget mm. that he started selling out all his new televisions yeah. and everything like that on eBay. He still has a very strong eBay presence and everything like that on his mm. store. Um, Bing Lee, all of those guys, they're all on yeah. eBay because they know the power of it. Absolutely, okay. I should just let uh, listeners know that we're, this is not sponsored by eBay. We have nothing <laughs> to do with eBay. Actually, let me just take a good point uh, to just take a quick break. This is probably a good point to remind listeners that if you're looking for more in-depth support, practical workshops and business events on this and many other small business topics, head along to the Business Connect website. Simply go to industry.nsw.gov.au forward slash business connect or search Business Connect NSW. Okay, Matt, let's let's move on. So we've talked there about those platforms. We've mm -hmm. touched on uh, social media, you mm -hmm. know, Facebook, Instagram. So let's park all those to one side for sure. a moment and let's say what else are we looking at? Now, what about um, a couple of themes I'll throw at you? Pitching to media, the role of that. Yep. You know, let's say somebody comes to you, you know, you're in the media industry, and wants to get your attention. Is that still valid? Is that stuff we can be, should be doing? Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, that what we've got to think about though is that there's a difference between PR and marketing, right? And yeah. so okay. when when you're talking about PR, you um, it's great to get a story. It's great to get your brand and everything like that out there. And what that would do is it will build things like credibility. It'll build things like being in the mind of people when they, you know, eventually do come across your site or whatever it is on the internet and go, oh, I remember seeing a story about that founder in whatever it was and that type yep. of thing. But um, I think that one of the biggest fallacies and one of the biggest things that people have in their mind is that if I get a story on BuzzFeed, so or if changing, I get a story on, yeah, or, or if I get in the Sydney Morning Herald or Australian Financial Review, we're going to get all of these customers and that. You might get a whole lot of visitors, but it doesn't mean that all of those are going no, to be no. the right customers and that kind of thing. So I think that you've got to think about those things. Yes, they do have a parallel kind of synergy, yep. but you've got to think about them as like, what are you actually after? I think that it's very cool to be able to um, position yourself as a founder, as a thought leader in yeah, your space. Sure. So, you know, if we're talking about, again, the fashion option, right? You want to be thought as a thought leader in the space of fashion, in the space of e-commerce or in the space of, you know, being an online retailer or exporting or importing from overseas. Um, 
then using uh, something like uh, Sauce Bottle, for yeah. instance, is a really, really great way yeah, to do that. Definitely. So um, for those who are unfamiliar with that service, uh, started by Rebecca Darrington down in Melbourne, um, she has created a system where uh, journalists and TV producers and radio producers if they need somebody to talk on a certain point, like an, an expert point, they pop up a, or essentially like a bit of a job ad yeah. um, and anybody can apply. And that's a completely free service mm. as well. Um, and that's, so that's another... Such a great service. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I know we've used it at Startup Daily <laughs> from a journalist point of view. I've used it from the other side as well and have equally got great experts and, um, and great exposure yeah. on, um, you know, Channel 10 News and that type of thing for my myself when I first started yeah, out I as agree. well. That's a, a very, very good service. And something else that they do that was perhaps another topic we can have a look at, again, just thinking for a moment, imagining that we're in this kind of fashion business, is what I noticed that Sourcebottle do as well is they, they will send you uh, opportunities where somebody's looking for some samples, mm -hmm. whether they've got a convention, let's say a, um, I don't know, a, a business women's convention and they yeah. want some giveaways you know, that could be the good thing for the fashion business to consider. What's your thought about, you know, sampling in this way, competitions, giveaways? I mean, obviously, you know, we don't know the value of the product we're talking about here, yeah. but generally speaking, do you think that's a good yeah, I think that shoestring that, marketing option? Yeah, I mean, if you've got the product there and, and you kind of are like, well, like, and I mean, we're not talking sending like huge expensive things. No. Like, you know, if you're kind of making hand creams or whatever, you might send like a sample like mm. um, pack or something like that instead. But yeah, that's a really great way, especially if it's targeted to mm. be able to really get your messaging and that out there. Um, another service similar to what um, Rebecca's got in terms of that regard is a service called Prize Pig. Um, oh, yes. So Prize Pig, yep. as you would know, is a term that's used by in the radio industry for um, for sending out uh, prizes and that type of thing um, to listeners and, and that yep. kind of thing when they get on a call and that type of thing. Now that's great because you get like a lot of exposure from your brand with people that are in their cars, school drop-offs, that type of thing, yep. that are listening to the radio and if they're like, oh, you're going to get a scarf from blah, blah, blah. Um, that's again a free mention, and sometimes can be hundreds of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of uh, of actual radio exposure yeah. for you just kind of like giving them sample prices. Yeah, so. great. Another great business, mm. female entrepreneurs, yeah. Sydney-based. Yeah, great, great business. Um, and looks kind of. I'm going to draw us towards a bit of a close. What about the whole use of video? You know, we've not touched on video, YouTube, podcasts, even. What's your thoughts there about, again, getting the word out there for not much money? Love it. Um, and my go-to example is uh, one of my good friends, Cheryl Tai, uh, is the owner of um, a cupcake store, oh, okay. right? And uh, she decided to start doing some YouTube videos where she was just like decorating cupcakes. Right. Hundreds of thousands of views and that later, I think they've now got like something like six or seven cupcake stores around the place. So um, that was able to really grow the business, kind of like put, again, all it cost was like her getting a bit of a, and it was not done like professionally or anything no. like that. It was They're just not, kind of, they? yeah, it was just done on a kind of like DSLR camera on her at the kitchen bench, making the cupcakes and decorating the cupcakes and 
showing the examples. I mean, you can have your own cooking show, can't you, really? Yeah. And uh, and that kind of got people going, oh, like, I want to get into these cupcakes. I want to try these cupcakes. So to anybody listening them. who's, you know, whether they're in startup or been going for a while, is it, let, let's use that as an example, you know, that, that's that's gone up on YouTube. So she's presumably yep. started a YouTube channel or something. Yes, yeah. So with so many people publishing so much on YouTube, can we still get noticed? Yeah, I mean, you just got to do something that has either never been done before, or again, I think integrity comes into it as well. If you're like really passionate about what you're doing and there's going to be like other people that are really passionate about that thing, right? I'm not, well, I, I probably wouldn't go and look at like, cupcakes and that kind oh, of thing and search would. for it, I would go and eat them. That's what <laughs> I would do. Um, but uh, like making them has no kind of like, you know, I'd rather just buy the finished cupcake and yeah, eat okay. it. But, um, You're not the target. Yeah, market. but but the thing is, like if you are the target person, that's what you're Googling. Yeah. That's what you're searching for yes. on YouTube. YouTube is the second biggest search engine in the yeah, world. So, um, you know, if you're into parkour, you're going to search for parkour videos. I'm into parkour, so <laughs> yeah. So leaping over walls. Yeah, well, I, like, obviously, I'm not leaping over walls, as you can you? tell. But you know, I like the idea of being able yeah, to do okay. it in my fantasy. <laughs> I should introduce you to my son. He he does leap over. The walls. Oh, really? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. Well, look, Matt, thank you so much. It's been great to have you with us. And um, you know, I think in your heart, you're still a shoestring marketer, aren't you? Oh, yeah, if they can do it for free, do it for free. <laughs> yeah, okay. Great. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, time Robert. Before we leave you, thanks so much for joining us in this episode of the special five-part Success Essential series brought to you by the New South Wales Government's Business Connect program. To listen to the other episodes and catch our webinar, head to flyingsolo.com.au forward slash businessconnect. And if your business is in New South Wales, Business Connect gives you access to personalised business advisory services, skills training and events, and your first four hours of one-to-one business advice are totally free. To find out more, head to industry.nsw.gov.au forward slash Business Connect or call 1300 134 359. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au. We look forward to catching you again on the Flying Solo podcast. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au.